I think what uh, really gets me freaked out about the yoga yeah. is the um, apparel that you'd need to wear. I feel like there's a lot of stretchy materials that are not really my friend. 100%. I, I, I need billowy. 100%. I'm wearing billowy. jeans and a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to take your shoes off. I'm keeping my shoes on. I have, uh, I have work boots on. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know about any of that. The, the whole yoga thing. Laura just insulted me. By the way, you know what I mean. She, what when we were talking about me being a uh, professional athlete, if I could choose any profession uh, as an athletic profession, yeah. And this wasn't things that I think I'm good at. Just things the lifestyle I'd like to lead. Mm-hmm. And then Laura comes off the top rope. She's listening to us getting her toes done, and she says, "You could be a professional leader." That's not very nice. No, that's not mean at all. Trav, no. you talk about food. I mean, here you are talking about you want to be a food expert. You, you know what you did yesterday? Do you remember what you said? You said this was a big moment in your career. Yeah. What was the right. big moment? Me getting to be the hot dog expert on ESPN 710. You got uh, Mason and Ireland show asking you to come on. You got mm-hmm. Sedan, Sedano, LZ, and Cap asking you to come on. You're doing food reviews. This is, right. this is yeah, what you I'm do. Not, I, that, that's your thing. eaters are the most disgusting people on earth. That's such a that hot dog contest on the Fourth of July, Slee. Yeah, is reprehensible. It is so gross. I usually, I tell you for that for the uh, was that the Nathan's hot dog thing. Yeah, I always, always for uh, for that competition, I always make like a nice dish. I kind of sit down, sandwich, chips, get all ready. <laughs> the pregame, I'm all about the pregame, and then once they get going, I start eating my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> watching people eat bro it's TV disgusting seems, it's well you did it you did the whole water thing and, and i was else. disgusting yeah you, no let, let, let's move on it was so a here's necessity my theory, for survival i had to Here, do it here's my theory Eight seven 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 ten espn we got more phone calls we're gonna get to those coming up in just a little bit and your thoughts on where the lakers are here's my hope about what's about to happen in the second round okay because i'm not filled with optimism about the way that the Lakers played last night. Actually, you you sold me a little bit. You kind of made me a little bit more optimistic, even though people think that you're being negative on the Lakers. I I think you're just being real. I don't think I'm being negative. I I was alarmed by what I saw last night, specifically alarmed by the fact that LeBron did not look like the best part of himself. He he just did not. He looked like he was a little bit off. Um, I do think that just showing up with Lakers on the front of their on front of their jerseys is going to have an impact. I think it matters. I don't think it's the difference between blowing them out and not, but it's just that little, you know what? Here we are in mm-hmm. the first round. Mm-hmm. You fought like hell to get to the number two seed. You won a bunch of games. We've been through hell this year with injuries, but here we are, Lakers right across the chest. Get ready for us, and damn, there he is. There's LeBron James, Laker. There's Anthony Davis, Laker. There's all these guys that have won all these ranks, and they are here, and they mean business, and we have to beat them four times in mm-hmm. seven games. It, this isn't Kawhi Leonard. This isn't Kevin Durant. This isn't Kyrie Irving. This isn't any of those guys who are like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. This is the Suns that have basically zero guys that have been through this before. I think there's something about that. I, I definitely think there's something to it. I mean, how many how many championships do the Phoenix Suns have in their the franchise history? Do you know? Hold on. Let me add them up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, zero. You got there. You got there, right? So they've been to the finals uh, a couple times. Um, there are certain franchises that – there isn't many of them, right? You you could say the Yankees, you could say obviously the Lakers, Dodgers. Um, you can say the Dodgers, but say it more now because they're coming off that World Series, right? It's not like something that happened thirty plus years ago, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. But there's certain franchises that you know. This is another good example. 
the Patriots. Does it, every time you say the Patriots, doesn't like something different kind of come it out? It feels different. Even for sure. even yesterday, Memphis was playing the Spurs. I know that's not a big game. I know it's not important. But it's a Popovich-led Spurs team. Would you have been shocked or surprised? Okay, Spurs maybe come up with it. I say that because there is something about there's LeBron James, there's the Los Angeles Lakers franchise, the history that they have. There's so many teams in the Western Conference that never won a championship because of the Lakers, right? And there's franchises like the Sacramento Kings, the Phoenix Suns. You kind of go off the list of, of different franchises that are always – like on the shadow of the Lakers, think of the Lakers as their rival, but mm-hmm. the Lakers don't think of them as their rival. That could come into play. I do think that if you're the Suns, you might feel a little bit more confident about your chances than you did 24 hours ago. Yeah, I. Yeah. I think there's something I mean, to that. I really do, because because the way you the way you kind of described how you were feeling after that game, kind of surprised. Oh my God, is is LeBron not going to be? Is this the best that we're going to see LeBron from a health perspective? We might. Uh, it, it might be something that the Suns didn't think, but now they maybe think the West is up for grabs. It may, or you're thinking, you know what, LeBron was just not right, and he still found a way, and we don't have a Steph Curry, and we don't know how to do what Steph Curry knows how to do. We don't have a championship pedigree. That we, I think that everybody was hoping that someone else was going to do the dirty work for them, right? That the Clippers are hoping the yep. Suns do the dirty work mm-hmm. for them. ESPN Radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance and all of our guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's see here, Slee. Let's go to Oceanside and Alex. Alex, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Love the show. Uh, Slee, I do a great job with the Lakers talk. Love listening to it. Yeah, Thank right. you, man. Thank um, you. <laughs> uh, my big, my biggest thing was that even though the offense struggled in the first half, the defense never went away. Like, I mean, Steph was hitting some ridiculous shots. He they was. were contested. Uh, I think the crucial part was getting Schroeder off of him. He was just eating Schroeder up. When Caruso was on him, he was harassing him, forcing him to six turnovers. I think that I mean, it's good to have these two series, or at least. Obviously, one series at a time. The Suns, I think it's a great matchup for us to help, you know, build a sport. And uh, I think that the defense is just the most important part. I think the offense is going to start coming. It's like what I think Travis, you said it yesterday with the, uh, you know, last year in the playoffs. It was every every series. It was like the first game we were just getting punched in the mouth, and then four games we'd win in a row. And we didn't have the luxury of having a four-game, you know, seven-game series. In that first half, we got punched in the mouth, and then – Second half, they just kind of, you know, they, I mean, we out, you know, we outscored them by 16, and they, we, every quarter, they beat, uh, Golden State scored less and less. Appreciate you calling in, Alex. Thank you, man. Um, you know, Trav, it, it's it's uh, you got the Alex Caruso part because you mentioned Caruso. Yeah, Caruso. This is why I love Alex Caruso. All right. And we, did, and, we, like and we did not give him enough credit because him and I have the same uh, <laughs> luscious hair. Stylist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, why do you love him other than That's that? That's the only reason. That's the only reason. <laughs> so so one of the things that uh, – and we, we haven't really even talked about Alex Caruso, how big he was in yesterday's he was game. He great. Let me, let me tell you what this dude did yesterday. He takes a shot on the baseline, hits the side of the backboard. Okay? Yeah, I noticed. I – you texted me. You said, <laughs> did he just hit the side of the backboard? I guess. We're watching the same game. That is yeah. correct. Um, thought Paul George had snuck into the building. <laughs> the very hey, next. Guys, let me get a shot up real quick. Very Doink. next possession. Very next possession. I don't know if you remember what he did. He's guarding Steph Curry. 
locking down Steph Curry, hits the ball off of Steph Curry's knees, and the ball goes out of bounds, inbounds the ball, they start coming the other way. Alex Caruso is one of those players. If you're going to win championships, you need guys like Alex Caruso. We don't talk about Caruso enough, right? Caruso was out for a while. You know the conversation we've been having about the Lakers? It's been about what's Andre Drummond going to do? Mm-hmm. It's been about Dennis Schroeder and his contract situation. Is he going to come back this offseason? It's been about Montrez Harrell needs more minutes. It's been about Marcus. Go through all the different players that we're talking about. End of the game, Trav. I don't know if you can. Ha- I don't know if you can have games where Alex Caruso is not in the game. He's it, it, so. Here's the thing. This this goes back to the call. I wish I could get, shout him out by name. I, I sadly I don't remember the name. But the caller that said that the Lakers kind of go as LeBron goes, right? That the Lakers tone alley is entirely incumbent on what LeBron brings. If LeBron's a little out of sync, the team's a little out of sync. If LeBron's locked in, the team's locked in. I think Caruso is the ultimate example of that because when LeBron was out, Alex Caruso would have some nights here and there where he would play pretty well, and he's a gritty player, and he's a good player. But when he's with LeBron, Slee, when he's out there and he's able to bring those – complementary skills to the game where he doesn't have to carry a lot of the load like he did when LeBron was out as far as handling the ball, initiating the offense, these sort of things. When he can just be a compliment yeah, as opposed yeah. to one of the guys, he's a different guy. Mm-hmm. And, and this again, bringing it all the way back again, everything this team does goes on how LeBron goes. If LeBron's out there, Caruso is 15% better. Mm-hmm. If LeBron's out there, Anthony Davis is 40% better. Mm. If LeBron's out there, KCP is 12%. I'm just making these numbers up, but everybody's just a little bit better, and we're right back where we started with with LeBron's health. If LeBron is healthy and continues to get healthier throughout the playoffs, they're in pretty good shape. If the, the LeBron we saw last night, who, I mean, does anybody feel like he looked like himself? I haven't heard it. I haven't heard one person say that. Mm-hmm. If that guy is the guy that you get, the further you go into the playoffs, the more difficult it's going to be to be really good teams. All right, more Laker calls when we come back. 877-710-ESPN. We want to hear from you guys. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Slee, I want to read a, uh, a tweet here. You guys can always send me and Slee tweets uh, at Travis Rogers for me, at Alan Sliwa for him. Uh, this is from Dante, and Dante writes, On another note, I had a Dodger dog last night at the game. It oh. wasn't bad at all. People are big overreacting. Greg Bergman for one. All right, so you guys know why I said I hated the Dodger dog. Greg mm-hmm. hated the Dodger dog. Our very own Michael Funches went to the game last night. Funch, your Dodger dog review is? Uh, no. Five out of ten, I'd say. Not good. Um, what, what didn't you like? Give us some details here. It's just the actual hot dog. Okay. Like, not the bun, not even a paper that comes in around it. But. <laughs> By the way, that's not a good start. If you just don't like yeah. the, the dog yeah. part. Let's the talk about dog. everything but the meat. The dog, the hot it, dog wasn't, it was like sort of chewy, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a crisp. You know, supposed to snap. It, it was a, yeah, it's supposed to snap. You know, mm-hmm. the good hot dogs are supposed to snap. I, it was like chewy in your mouth and bland, right? Yeah, bland. But it's funny because they have Dodger dogs and they also have like 
I guess, an upgrade of a Dodger dog, like an all-beef Dodger see, that's dog. the whole point. Yeah. The Dodger dog didn't need an upgrade before. You just got the Dodger dog yeah. and you're ready to go. I don't need to go all beef shopping. It's a hot dog. This but I, I'll tell you what. I more, got... more importantly, how was the bread? <laughs> the, bread <laughs> the bread was all right. And I, I told you guys, the best part, you know, one of the best parts was the ketchup and the relish. Okay. Well, I, okay. This is what I want to start. This I, is what I, 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 this I, is what I want pictures on. This, this Come on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Wait, wait, drive, drive. This is what I want pictures of on Twitter. I want people to buy the Dodger dog. Throw away the hot dog and just put all the condiments on the bread and they give me that review. That's the uh, review that I want. A mustard, onion, and jalapeno sandwich roll. Sounds right? good. Funch. This is where the Dodger dog has gone. That's not good. Hold on. That's hold on. We're, we're blowing past the most important part of this Bring story. it on. Bring it on. Are you secretly six years old? Is that why you put ketchup on no, your hot No, it tastes good, Travis. Okay? <laughs> ketchup Funch. tastes good. Funch. Punch. I've been known to throw some ketchup on a dog. Don't, don't listen That's to That's what Travis, I'm saying, right? man. What are these people? Who are these people that don't put ketchup Trav on a hot dog? Adults. So <laughs> people <who>. over 14. <laughs> That's who. That's awesome. Can I get a hot dog with ketchup? And do you guys have the chicken nuggets? <laughs> and the meal, yeah. the whole meal together. If and you're ordering off the section of the menu that's in a little box at the very bottom, you know, a twelve and under. That's a, hey, just because it comes with a toy doesn't mean it's it's wrong, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, let's try another one of these uh, these phone calls here. Let's go to Torrance and Raymond. Raymond, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. Right. Thank you. All right. I don't know if I should turn my radio down, but I was. I'm calling, you know, Laker fan, um, um, saying that, hey, you know, even, you know, everybody's saying it's a close game against Phoenix. You know, this could be a good, I mean, a close game against uh, Golden State. This could be a good thing to help us, um, you know, get that switch turned on and not go in lackadaisical against uh, Phoenix and come out, you know, kicking on all cylinders from the first quarter all the way to the end. You know, long-time Laker fan, first-time caller, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank thanks, you. Ray. You know, it's, it, it's interesting, Trav, too, because – if the Lakers walked into that game last night kind of nonchalant, they did. By the way, I mean, first half, whether it was nonchalant. You think that's what it was? Whether it was nonchalant or there was nerves or whatever the case was, but they they looked like deer in headlights for the first 24 minutes of the game. They they did not look like a team that came out and said, yeah, we're jumping all over the Golden State. Was, was it, didn't they start 9-2 to two or something along those lines? Yeah, I they mean, fell behind. They were behind by 10 practically before you you gotten your feet warm. Halftime, they were down 13. If that was, let's just say, hypothetically their wake-up call, that, that's a little disappointing that it took that game to wake them up a little bit. But he might be onto something because I don't think they're coming out game one against the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, maybe there's a little feeling out process. I do think the waters will kind of calm now because now we know the schedule. We know when they're going to play. We know they have three days off. We know the matchup. Like, now that we're actually in the playoffs, I do think that part will be advantageous to the Lakers. But it still surprised me yesterday they came out and it, it took them 24 minutes to wake up a little bit. Well, take me through it because you were you were there last night. You've covered this team, you know, every single game that they've had for the last few seasons. You're as plugged into anybody, and I think you're the right person. To me, it didn't strike me as lackadaisical. It didn't strike me as nervous. What it struck me as was this is a group of guys that haven't played much basketball together. It, it didn't look – scared it didn't look like ah we got it we'll throw it in the gear when we need it because that that has a different feel to me that felt like you know what 
I don't know where he's going to be. I don't know where he's going to be. I don't know that this guy likes the ball here or that guy likes the ball here or this is how I roll to the basket or how he rolls to the basket. It looked like five guys who had met each other 30 minutes before the game and were trying to figure it out as it went through. Let, let me say this. I talked about how, how much hype there was coming into the game. Like just me being there, I felt for the first time um, a really good vibe at Staples Center. That's not what the Lakers represented in that first half. So I, I think there is part of it where – um, I definitely was, I thought from a fight perspective, Golden State had much more fight. I thought they were the ones swinging and the Lakers were kind of keeping their hands up a little bit. There was a moment, maybe a few minutes into the game, where in my head I was like, they got to go to the bench. Like These five that are in right now, there are certain things that you can watch in the flow of a game. It's not like... The, it's not like you felt this sense of urgency from the Lakers in that first half, and that's the point that I made. That's the part that was surprising to me. I had... I had such I had sold myself on what the Lakers were going to be yesterday mm-hmm. and what the product ended up being was so much different. Now they still got the win. However the hell they got it, you you came out with the W. Um but I, I definitely was, you know, in that first half thinking to myself, I Lakers were not prepared for the the fight that the Golden State Warriors were going to put up. The Warriors Steph Curry's the MVP, right? I mean, th- think about this, and I know it's not one game, and I- I'm not trying to make I, it I don't think he's thing. the MVP. I don't think he's going to win, but mm-hmm. I think he's the MVP because what he did last night, Jokic would not be capable of doing. If you gave the Nuggets and said, look, Jokic, you're out here alone. No Jamal Murray and no Michael Porter Jr. and none of the other very good players that they have on that team. You just got to come out here and figure this out on your own and find a way to beat LeBron and AD. He ain't doing that. And Steph nearly pulled that out of his hat. Steph nearly did that. Steph kept them in the playoffs or the playoff mix in the eighth seed potentially by himself. I can't hate on Jokic. I really can't. Um, you're it's right. It's not hate, you're, but you're, you're right, Trav. He's not that guy. He, he wouldn't be able to do that, especially because what the Lakers' strengths are plays against what Jokic is and what the Denver Nuggets are. Steph, there's a there's a puncher shot with Steph. LeBron's not going to go guard. Uh, you know, at this stage of his career, he's not going to go guard Steph from 35 feet away. Mm-hmm. Where Jokic is the slow center that has to deal with Marcus All, Andre Drummond, Anthony. Day- like, there's a list of things that is not advantageous to to Jokic. But I don't want to take any. I, I think Jokic is the MVP this year. Simple as that. I think he's the MVP. They're the three seed. They lost Jamal Murray. Will Barton's been gone. I I, I would give it to him. And that's you not taking what, anything away from Steph. You know, what makes me feel a little better. The more we talk this through, the more I think about this that last night was an aberration because it was one game, right? Because it was just one game that you – like I said it uh, yesterday, if the Lakers and Warriors played each other ten times, the Lakers win seven. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and I still believe that. I I agree with you. But if you're playing a seven-game series, I have a much – I'm much more comfortable feeling good about the Lakers thinking, okay, can the Suns beat the Lakers four times in seven tries? I don't think they can. Only one way they can. And you and I both know that. Just LeBron, his yeah, health. He's hurt. That that's that's the only. If they're going to beat him four times, it's because LeBron James is kind of a shell of himself. But if that's not the case, and I like I you know I I mentioned this, you know what was so uh, refreshing yesterday? We finally got a freaking schedule. We kind of know when the <laughs> Lakers are going to play. Yeah. Like I I feel like these last two weeks have been so shuffled. 
You didn't know what seed the Lakers are. Are they going to be in the sixth? Are they going to be in the seventh? Who the hell are they going to play? Are they in the playing tournament? The playing tournament's on what day? Like, there were so many unanswered questions. I feel like some structure for the Lakers will also be helpful. They now know exactly who they're going to face for the next, you know, potential two weeks. They know what days they are going to be playing treatment, all that stuff. So I think that plays to your point of it's it's going to be advantageous to go up against the same team potentially in a seven-game set. That will help the Lakers then this one-off. All right, let's try another one. Studio City and Noah. Noah, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, gentlemen. Pleasure to be here with you. Man, that was tough last night. I was tearing my teeth out watching that game. <laughs> I, I just – I got to say that – I'll tell you, here's, here's my thoughts. You know, uh, Anthony Davis is really frustrating to watch sometimes. I don't know if that guy's got a mirror in his house, but if he does, he needs to go look at it and realize – He's the biggest, strongest dude in basketball, and he needs to go out and play like that. I mean, the, the fact that he spent that whole first half out there shooting threes, I mean, and, and this is on Vogel. I, if I see that, I'm like, hey, come here, sit down. That's not the game you're here to play. And, and, and honestly, you know, Anthony Davis, I, I don't want to say he's soft. Obviously, the guy is he's a champion. He's gotten to this point. You can't be soft. But he will capitulate. If he plays against someone who's got some grit and got that other thing in them, like a Draymond, and Draymond says, no, this space is mine, Davis will capitulate. He, he's not that guy that says, no, 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 it's mine. This whole paint is mine. And even if you watch him without the ball when he's moving, he doesn't really move with purpose. He kind of drifts. And if the other team starts throwing a shoulder into him here and there, he will avoid that and drift even further out. When he goes to, to the paint on the occasions that he does and really establishes himself, it, it looks so easy. You're like, why do they not run this every time? Force the other team to come double him, triple him, and then you got wide open threes. But if he's standing out there from 20 feet just holding the ball. Then it's a winning then no a that, then it's a winning offense. position it's a winning possession for the uh, Golden State Warriors. Good good points from that. Noah's got it, a you know capitulate got, is a good SAT word. Well he that's also a, that's, that's one I was having to He think had about good rhythm, he had a lot of good points. Barmy's like Funches, hang up on the dude. I mean the dude's <laughs> no, making he, us look bad here. Look, he didn't want to say soft, but other people have. I don't think Anthony Davis is soft, but his his larger point was a really good one. He's the biggest, strongest guy out there a lot of the time, and he almost never looks like it. Draymond Green was giving it to him in mm -hmm. the first half. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he, he really was. And then, just like last year at other points where we say, hey, you know what, it's time to stop messing around. It's time to start going down into the paint. He does, and they win. And I'm hoping that we can do that in the first half, the start of the game, game one, all of those things. We'll get into all of that. Plus, more of your phone calls coming up, 877-710-ESPN. Kenley Jansen. Set a record last night. I'll tell you what it is and whether or not it matters at all. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So thank you to Wingstop, our sponsor for week number one of the Travis and Sliwa Show. 
the official wings of the Los Angeles Lakers. And don't forget to download the Lakers app to score free wings. When the Lakers win on the road, Trav does his usual. What what some people do, Funch, is they'll have like a glass of orange juice in the morning. You know, something to just kind of get the engine going. Some Maybe a banana, something along those lines. Maybe some eggs. Trav, six wings by 6 a.m. Mm. That's kind of his thing. He's been doing it for years. That- Tra- Travis, blue cheese or ranch? <laughs> this is the same. This is the ketchup conversation all over again. It, the 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 correct answer. You put ketchup on your wings. And, and the, <laughs> like you Michael Thompson, <laughs> Marcellus on his tacos. Ketchup on the tacos um, is blue cheese. And and if the wings yes. are are done correctly, you only need a very very small amount. Yes, yes, Just a very yes. very small. It's Finally, agree on something, Travis. <laughs> there do you, you go. Do you remember? Do you remember a couple days ago we did the Chick Fil A? What were you saying? There was a shortage of. Uh yeah, sauces. Sauce. Yeah, and. Funches and I were having side texts saying that you had an entire, like, you had one cupboard, just like one full yeah, of just the all sauce these. Drawer. Yeah, the sauce drawer of all these different fast yeah. food places look, you've compiled so over sour the McDonald's. years. I, I'm assuming everybody that in your home, in your apartment, or whatever, maybe it's in your car if you're a car eater, my hand's in the air, that there's there's somewhere where you have multiple packets of, whether it's salsa or ketchup or whatever. The they're always in the are. way, too. They're always Soy in the sauce, way. Yeah, they're always yeah. in the way. We, we have a basket in our kitchen where we throw all that stuff, like when you get sushi or whatever, yeah. or that you put all the soy sauces, little mm-hmm. packets into the basket. I have enough soy sauce to eat sushi for the next 50 years. <laughs> I never have to buy it ever again because, I don't, because sauces are a little overrated. I want the food to stand out on itself. Sauce can be a compliment, can never be the show. Okay. See, I know things. Okay. I'm okay with that. Okay and and, and here's here's one other thing, Slee, that you keep trying to talk about my six wings in the morning. I'm just going to throw this out there. Six wings by 6 a.m. I have never in my life mm-hmm. only eaten six wings. <laughs> never, never. That's what you. I, I mean, that, that's what you took away from all that. That's yeah, the only I was thing? offended. Like six. Look, if we're going to eat, because look, wings are great. Who mm-hmm. doesn't love wings? But you need at least a dozen if we're going to talk about like getting satisfied. Oh, this right? guy's it, the best. He's it the it best. has to be at least. And we're, if we're being fair, like there's a place down. He's by, offended. Uh, Funches. Yeah. He's offended by me saying six wings. Six by wings. 6 Come on. I love man. that. I love. There's that. a great wing spot down by my house, Santoras that serves them on like a pizza pan, mm-hmm. right? A big round thing, and you can get as many as you want. Mm-hmm. And if you get, you know, let's say you're done with your round of golf and you go over there and you got four guys. If you get 50 or 60 wings, then you're ready to go. Everybody gets the amount that they need. Everybody gets 15, 16, 17 wings, and it's fine. I could see it's Trav perfect. I could see Trav just kind of judging people. 50. No, no, I could see you judging people with the wings. Like, there's still meat on there. Are you going to finish that, or what's the deal? Well, first of all, that's true. <laughs> That's that's very because look you gotta it's a waste you gotta right there pull and twist and get it if there's a little meat on there then you're doing it wrong you just gotta you gotta pick that thing clean along the way Kenley Jansen last night with yes. his ninth save of the season Slee how about the NL West right now yeah the Dodgers are hot the Giants are hot nobody's the losing are hot nobody's yeah. losing Giants have won I think seven to ten four in a row Padres nine of their last ten six in a row and Dodgers this is kind of what you were saying over the last eight of ten. Eight to ten, you said over the yep. last week and a half, two weeks, just let the kind of let things start flowing again, and and I feel like everybody, at least the top three in the NL West, are doing it. Yeah, they look really good. And look, I'm I'm here to own what I was saying during spring training, what I was saying during the end of last year, and what has not happened so far. I believe, especially at the beginning of the season when he looked a little janky. Kenley Jansen has looked really good, mm-hmm. and last night he moved into third place all time in saves. For a single team. Mariano Rivera has lapped the field. He's got, I think, 9 billion saves with the Yankees. Yep. Yep. Trevor Hoffman is second. I think he's got about a million saves with the Padres. And then there's Kenley Jansen, third with the Dodgers. 
he's been not he hasn't been good this year. He's been excellent. Mm. He's had a one little rocky outing here and there, and he's had a little bit of a walk bug once in a while. But the dude's ERA is comfortably under two. Mm-hmm. He's in command. His velocity slee. Nine his of velocity, 11 his save return. opportunities so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, but he's, he's, he's touching 95 regularly. Mm. Last year in the postseason, he was sitting like 89, 90, maybe 91 or two if he really cut one loose. And he's just sitting 93, 94, 95 and mowing guys down. Now, the question I have, and I, I, because I still think I'm right, I think when you get deeper into the season, when you're playing more meaningful games, when you get into the playoffs, the one thing that he has not shown he can do is go on back-to-back nights and look good in both of them. Mm. That's the question I have, and I still think they're probably shopping for a guy. It's funny, um, you know. Through the, I, I think at the beginning of the season, Mace was saying on Mason and Ireland show, he was talking about how uh, he still was confident in, in Kenley Jansen. He still felt like, okay, this guy, you, you can still count and rely on this guy. How'd you feel coming into the season? Not at all. I mm-hmm. thought that it was almost open for uh, you know tryouts, right? That let's see what Gratterall looks like. Let's see what Trinan looks like. Maybe Victor Gonzalez right. gets a this shot. This might right be there. your let's weakest. See. This might be the weakest link on this team. Fix it. it. Was Find the a way. Spot. Mm-hmm. It was the spot, right? And right now, I, I don't feel like that. Now, again, these are games in May, and so far the Dodgers have you know other than the Padres series, they haven't really played a bunch of good teams. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned the other day, they're about to go into a stretch where it's the Astros, it's let, the Cardinals, let me, let me it's give the it to Giants. you. Friday, Saturday, Sunday in San Francisco against yep. the. I'm I'm not saying that the I know the Giants are playing much better than anybody thought they would, but that's still three games in Frisco against a team that's your rival. That that's a good that should be a good three game set. Then you got two at Houston, four more in uh, at Dodger Stadium against San Francisco, and then three after that against St. Louis. You got about fifteen games here coming up, ten or fifteen games that are all against good baseball teams. Yeah, you're going to get a better sense of where they are. Now, the Dodgers, there's no question about it. They're good, but they're banged up right now. And the Kenley piece, I still think, is because there's no question about the starting pitching. The bullpen, is it is what it is. It's a bullpen, right? Some days are going to be better than others. The Dodgers have a pretty good bullpen more often than not. It's that last three outs, dude. It's that last three outs that whether or not can you get them comfortably. Can you make them, you know, if you come in three times in a week or two of them just Three up, three down, see you later, no problem. And then that third one, you get through it anyway. That's the deal. So I, That's the I, deal. I think, Trav, because we're having this conversation, and I don't. it doesn't sound like you're completely sold on two months from now saying, yeah, no, no, it's, it's – I think whatever he accomplishes, even for the next couple of months, I think probably in the back of your mind you're still going to say – uh, is it going to happen? Is he going to blow a save here? Are you a little concerned? I, I, I feel that um, that could still be the case a couple months from now. Well, yeah. Look, are you comfortable right now? Are you comfortable? No, I, I'm okay. comfortable right now. I, when the gate swings open and the music starts and Kenley Jansen starts coming in from the bullpen, I feel pretty good about it right now. The question is, when Freddie Freeman and Ronald Acuna are waiting for him, mm. do you feel good about it? When it's Tatis and Machado – do you feel good about it? When it's Arenado and Goldschmidt, do you feel good about it? Those are the ones that we're talking about. Right now, going through a bad Arizona team, going and pitching against some of these other teams, yeah, he's, he's pitched really well. But those other guys are a totally different thing. Here, here's another thing I was thinking about. when Because he got to that level, right? He's had more saves with the Dodgers than anybody else. What is the takeaway with his career? Because I think let, let's use Clayton Kershaw. Like how as will you how will you remember him? Right, mm-hmm. right. Clayton Kershaw is deadlock cinch Hall of Famer, one of the great Dodger pitchers of all time, one of the greatest left-handed pitchers in the history of baseball. Never mind just the Dodgers. 
and his place after what he did in the World Series last year is secure because not only was he on the World Series team and win it finally and get his championship, he was an integral piece of what took place. He pitched brilliantly over and over again in the playoffs. Kenley wasn't really a part of that. So what's the takeaway from Kenley? Really good player who was here for a while and racked up a bunch of saves? Or is he one of those guys that we're talking about? You know who was a great Dodger? Kenley Jansen. So you're, you're saying he still needs that moment. What, 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 what Kershaw had, because before the World Series and before the Dodgers actually winning a World Series, most people's conversation about Kershaw was, okay, well, he's not coming through in big-time moments. He mm-hmm. still hasn't won a World Series. But now you can that, – that door is shut. You're good now, right? He, th- that's been accomplished. You can't say that about him anymore. You're not – it's not Charles Barkley, Carmelo, some of these others. You're saying Kenley still needs that moment. He does. He does for me. I mean, he's a great Dodger in the sense that he played here a long time and was very successful. But the moment eh, – I mean, I don't know. What, what was it? I, I can't pull it out of my memory. Did you see uh, C.J. McCollum's tweets yesterday? I did not. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Boy was going after LeBron James. What'd he say? Not smart, by the way. All right, so he put up a tweet when LeBron went down, when Draymond, uh, Draymond fouled him and poked him in the eye. Uh-huh. CJ tweeted out, actor of the year. Dude, that's, that's, that's not smart. Okay. Can, okay, can you two, want three, another can, one? There's, there's more. Yeah, hit Then me he again. went with, Bron ain't slick. He wanted to rest for them free throws. Not done yet. Um, I'm going to sleep. Three rims. And just kind of like the crying, laughing emoji. And that was right. LeBron telling Rachel Nichols that he saw three rims, so he shot mm-hmm. at the middle one. Mm-hmm. CJ, do you know who you face in the second round <laughs> if Lakers get past the Suns and yeah. Portland gets past Denver? Yeah. From a business perspective, that's not a good business move. Safe to say? Well, I think he knows he's not going to get past Denver, so he's probably well, they, they pretty, definitely, pretty they, safe there. They could definitely get past Denver. Eh, we'll see. Um Look, two things can be true at the same time that are opposites. It was a really stupid thing to say, and he's right. <laughs> you he got, he got a I mean, lot of likes. He got a yeah, lot of likes on there. He was yeah, looking for some the, likes. Look, yeah, but I, still I don't say it. You still shouldn't I say have, it. I have planted my flag very firmly in the LeBron camp, right? I, I am a LeBron guy. I've, I liked LeBron before he got to L.A., and once he came to the Lakers, I'm all in on LeBron James. He's my favorite player him, uh, in a in long high time. Dude. Dude hams it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Dude, 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 dude will flop. Okay, but dude did you will... did you see his eye? Did, just yeah, yes no, or no. no? I'm not. I'm not. Saying his left eye was did... like virtually closed, and I, then CJ McCollum is like, uh, "You're like, acting, bro." Like I said, it it two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. it's a bad look for CJ McCollum because he did get poked in the eye. Mm-hmm. But LeBron, LeBron will Lawrence Olivier it up every once in a while. He he will he will absolutely try to play that game. Guys, Whether it's the guy just time came to out with Space throws. Jam. Space Jam's uh-huh. coming out. I mean, he's got yeah. he's always working on his act. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I've seen the trailer for that movie now. I, I watch it every once in a while because I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. 
I don't know what that is. I just don't know what, I, what I'm supposed to be looking Bunches, at. Bunches, will you be watching Space Jam? Yeah, I will be. I love Space Jam 1. I'm okay with it. It's not like, you know, but, you know this I, isn't like I don't a must-watch, gotta be, go see. I don't think it's going to be to the spirit of the Space Jam 1, but mm-hmm. I mean, what's really going to be exciting now is that MJ's going to be in it. Yeah. It, look. Which is great. It, but it has to make some sense. <laughs> you know, I, I get it's it. Gonna it's cool it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same storyline. Story line. Same yeah. storyline. There's things Five players on Earth and aliens take their powers yeah. and LeBron has to beat them in a the game. <laughs> Guys, this is I got I got some very important news to share real quick. Okay, mm. um, so there's a Pacers Wizards game later tonight, right? This is yep. the uh, playing for the number eight seed. Winner goes home. Westbrook. Win- winner go home. home. I should say. Just a heads up, Timothy John McConnell, eight point six points uh, this year, three point seven rebounds, six point eight assists. I'm talking about T.J. McConnell. If you don't know him enough. Just let me know you if you guys Timothy want. John. Yeah, Timothy John. If you guys want any other box scores from the Indiana Pacers, <laughs> I'm available. Hit Alan Sliwa up on Twitter <laughs> at Alan Sliwa. Nice for all of your shaking Taj his head. Why did, wh- how many how many games. blocks per game did Miles Turner get this year? <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I was not ready for that. <laughs> See, you caught him off I was course. not prepared for that. Slee, help me out with something. Yeah. Or, or is Andre Drummond just going to be relegated to the bench? Is he just going to get get a few minutes here and there? Because him plus AD last night that looked terrible. Yeah, that wasn't. Uh, just think about think about the Warriors were doing. Uh, I mean, Trav, they are literally, literally trying to counter the Lakers with Draymond Green as their center and pretty much four guards. So that matchup against the Golden State Warriors. You're not going to really get much from Andre Drummond, but Drummond will still be useful. Uh, um, don't forget when they play, when they play Phoenix. You know, obviously DeAndre Ayton, so I still feel more comfortable with Anthony Davis at the five. But everybody that played bad yesterday, I know there's a lot of Laker fans that are not feeling good about Dennis Schroeder. There's a lot of Laker fans not feeling confident about Andre Drummond. Montrez Harrell sometimes gets minutes, sometimes he doesn't. These are the three acquisitions, right? One you got in the buyout market, two you got in the offseason that were supposed to replace the the Danny Greens and you know go down the list of, of different players that the Lakers lost in the offseason. You, you said this earlier, that you think there's a little calming to the water now because you're going to play a team in a best-of-seven set. Uh-huh. Those guys will have their moments. Yesterday was not their moment. Caruso's not going to come out every single night and do what he did yesterday. Wesley Matthews isn't going to be a plus 17 and the plus minus every game. But I think you're going to get moments. This is just kind of how championship basketball works. Different players will step up in different games. Drummond, Dennis Schroeder, Montrez will have their value as we progress through the playoffs. I hope so, but I'm skeptical. I And this this is what we were talking about, right? This is what we were talking about with when they got Andre Drummond off the waiver wire. It was, okay, that's cool. He's going to get a bunch of rebounds. He'll have nights where he gets buckets, and, and he's a good player. There's no arguing that Andre Drummond's a nice NBA player. But is it kind of redundant to what Anthony Davis needs to do in the playoffs? Because when Anthony Davis, we saw him float around the perimeter last night, didn't didn't look that great. Andre Drummond wasn't that good of a piece. And I wonder if it's just not a matter of they haven't had enough time to figure each other out. The, the, that feels to me like LeBron is kind of one of those guys that just kind of gets it. You know what I mean? Like there's guys that are looking with math. Like they just know how to do it. It yeah. just makes that, – that, that's LeBron. Just put them in the scenario, they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll, and they'll mm-hmm. figure it out almost intuitively. They just mm-hmm. know what the answer is. That if this mm-hmm. piece moves there, that piece moves there, there's the open man there, boom, done, got it. 
with those other guys, it feels like it's more of a learning process, right? That they have to learn the steps. They have to learn the moves. They have to learn the familiarity of it. That doesn't feel like those guys are just going to show up and figure it out. And there's no more time to try to figure it out. I think everything has to fit. Like, these are not guys that – the game against Golden State yesterday – the pieces didn't fit against the Golden State Warriors. These other guys, Dennis Schroeder had a bad night, but he also, you know, has only played in I think one or two games since he was out for a couple of weeks or whatever the case is. I think just give them a little bit. I, I know what you're saying, but I'm not surprised if we're sitting here a week from today and we're a couple games into that series and we're complimenting what some of those uh, players did. Yep. All right. You know how we end the show. You yes. know what we do last. It is time for the dump. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. And we're going to keep calling it that, too. Unless, of course, somebody would like to sponsor the segment and they want to well, change the name. We'll, we'll, we'll call whatever you want. In four minutes. We'll yeah, have we'll, a conference we'll, call and uh, we'll call it whatever they need to. Whatever. Another no-hitter in Major League Baseball last night. Oh, you night's love league. this. You Corey love this. Kluber threw the seventh no-hitter of the season. Hold on. May 19, Major League Baseball has seven no-hitters in the book. And, yes, I'm counting Madison Bumgarner's seven-inning no-hitter. If they're playing seven-inning games – it counts as a no-hitter. Seven. You were saying um, yesterday that you want to move the mound back. Uh-huh. I say move it forward. <laughs> Every game, one to nothing. And somebody scores in, in extra innings uh, with a runner on third base. Oh, yeah, no. Geez. It's a joke. Look, I I can have my opinion. Listen to Clayton Kershaw on this, Lee, because this is a pitcher, one of the greatest pitchers yeah. ever, talking about how he thinks this is not good for the game. Well, it's not good. Um, I'll tell you that. I think uh, whatever the intention was with the new ball or whatever it may be, it's it really hasn't done anything. No hitters are cool, and no, like you know, I, I have all the respects in the world for Corey Kluber and Bum and all those guys that have thrown no hitters. Um, but to have one happen every night, it seems like is not is probably not good for the game. Yeah, it's probably not good for the game. If look, if you go, if you're you're pulling up in the Sliwa Mobile, right? Yep, you're yep. pulling into Dodger Stadium, and you get the out of the Sliwa car. Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> the Sliwa Mobile comes to us all uh, in its parking spot right in front of the stadium because you're a big deal. You're on AM radio like yep, me, yep. and we get all the big perks. Mm-hmm. And you're walking into the ballpark, and I said to you, "Hey, you're going to see a game." Where nobody Just park gets a my hit. car, bro. Nobody gets a hit, mm-hmm. or you're going to see a game where you know what the final score is going to be eight to eight to six. There's going to be a home run or two. Yeah. It's going to be a ton of guys on base. There's going to be plays at the game. Which of those two games do you want to see? Do you remember? Do you remember when? Remember when uh, back in like the mid 2000s, it was Pistons versus Spurs. Oh God! Do you remember that in the, in the in the finals? The only yeah. NBA finals I didn't watch. Okay, <laughs> games were like. 78 76 a minute left in the fourth quarter and you were like this is a high scoring game i mean uh, uh richard hamilton is up to 14 points <laughs> so so to, so to answer to answer your question um yeah th- th- this is kind of crazy cuz I, I i think sometimes there's an extreme both ways but Kershaw put it so perfect. This is a pitcher. This is a dude where it's advantageous to him. This is somebody that, you know, it makes his money off of his success on the mound, and he's saying this is not good for baseball. And I'll throw this in there, too, before we move on to the next one. 
Clayton Kershaw could throw a no-hitter without having a, a, a screwed-up ball. He could do it without the rules being the way that they are. He could do it without guys trying to hit a home run on every pitch. Clayton Kershaw threw a no-hitter when throwing a no-hitter was hard. He's probably looking at this saying, look, if Wade Miley is spinning no-hitters, what are we doing here? It diminishes mine. Will it, by the way, will, uh, will, will they make changes to adjust uh, what's happening right now? What, what do you think? They're going to have to. Yeah. What they'll do is they'll do it wrong. They'll juice the baseball again so it starts flying further, which is a bad idea. What you need to do is move the mound back so the ball is in play. That's what needs to happen. How about this? This is a triple finale day, Slee, right? Okay. On May 20th, three different TV shows called it quits. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air oh. shut down in 1996. Favorite show. Funch, where does that rank for you? Uh, top five. That's one of my favorite shows of all time. It's Were you a fun. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air guy? Yeah. You, well, it, it was a, I, I'm a little out of the prime spot because I was a little older when it was mm-hmm. on network TV. I did, wasn't watching a ton of TV at that point, but it's good. It's funny. Will Smith was funny, and Karen Parsons, uh, who played the older sister Hillary, mm-hmm. big fan of hers. I thought she was great. <laughs> I thought that she was absolutely fantastic. Not only Fresh Prince. David Letterman did his final show right. today way back in 2015, and this is a great way to tell whether you and I or me and anyone else can be friends or even kind of oh, get along. we're going to be on a different casually. page here. I already know we're going to be on a different page. If you were a Jay Leno guy instead of a David Letterman guy, we're done here. Oh, no, we're no, I, de- I definitely was not. I was definitely David Letterman over yeah. Jay Leno. Of I thought- course, every, everybody that has a sense of humor was David Letterman because No, Jay no, Leno Letterman was great. Letterman was Stupid great. human tricks. It's great. It was, it was but this is where and mean and sarcastic and hilarious. This is where, by the way, you go on YouTube and just go watch old clips of Letterman. I mean, the dude was just fantastic. But this is where I think you and I differ. You're not a Conan guy. Uh, no, not really. But but here's the thing. I like Conan. I, I, I don't – that you like Conan tells me that you have a sense of humor. Because Conan, Conan's just not my cup of tea, but he's 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 funny. Yeah, I get it in like, his I own get, in his own way, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just he's a little manic for my choice. My choice. I, don't, I like my guys to be a little more depressive and sullen and angry and bitter. That's what what's funnier than somebody uh, that hates great. themselves. That's great. Right? I love how that's what you're looking for. Eh, yeah. Too much positive attitude here. Enough yeah. of this. Look, the funniest guys are the most tortured guy. That goes a long way. And then of course. We had the finale of one of the great sitcoms of all time, way back 1993. Cheers wrapped on this day. That, to me, see, that was more in my sweet spot. That was a show that I really, really enjoyed. I wasn't uh, wasn't much of a Cheers guy. Granted, I was like 10 years old, 11 years old, but I, I just wasn't much of a Cheers guy. One of the best theme songs ever, too. Yep, where everybody knows your name. How about this? Birthdays today. Busta Rhymes, 49 years old. And I don't know if these two things go together, but Cher turns 75 today. She's Busta 75? Busta Rhymes and Cher. They should do like a, a, a duet. I got you, babe, part two. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You a share guy, Slee? A huge share guy. Right. The moment I get off the air, I go all share on Pandora. <laughs> the moment I get off the air. Ooh, that, you know what? Yeah. I'm doing that today. I'm going on My because man. I'm, I'm curious what else you no, get. No, no, no. You, you go Buster Rhymes. You Pandora. go Buster Rhymes. I'll go share. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. All right. And one more, and this is really just not a story, but just something I like saying out loud. Everybody on the White Sox hates Tony La Russa. Everybody. <laughs> Sounds like everybody in baseball is starting to hate Tony La Russa. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys. The Travis and Sliwa show. Him, Travis like. and Sliwa show on the ESPN app or on iTunes. You miss any part of the show, you catch all full two hours. Yep, we will be right back here tomorrow, 8.55, getting you ready for the Lakers' first round against the Suns. we got a million things to get to. We'll see you then.